0: experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time. You're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love, and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. (laughs)
1: Good morning and welcome to my show. Go for it here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am so glad you're happy to be back listening to me today and my wonderful guest that I have on the show and her name is Candace Webb. But before we get to Candace, I wanted to let everybody know. And of course, you know, wonderful Facebook. It always is reminding us of things, but it is the International Day of the girl today and I think that's just kind of ironic because this last week I've actually sat in on I was on a forum a couple forums for political views and last night I was a moderator on one and so we talked about uh, the presidential election that's coming up and the one last night was all about the state um, election that we have going on but of the six um, candidates that were running only one was female last night and so I find that kind of ironic but also um, when we, when I was on this public forum. Uh, this last week we were talking about that, and what a wonderful concept that we now find we have a female that's running for president. I know she ran before, but it just seems like it's so much more um, advertised this year. For some reason, I don't know. Maybe it's sticking in my brain a little bit more. But International Day of the Girl, more equality for us uh, females, and just also for the up and coming females um, through our lives. And so, what a great, what a great thing that we are um, transcending for them to come up. Because I know when I was younger it was kind of like the um, good old boys club a lot of times and I'm just glad, well I'm not putting up with that crap you know so I kind of feel like I want to blaze my way through to show, and I don't have a daughter, but to show the other girls in this world that they can also do the same. And so I applaud all the young women. I applaud all of us females because it is the day of the international day of the girls. So more equality for all of us, more equal pay, more um, equal benefits for health insurance and um, everything. So anyway, so that is my tidbit of the day. I know I usually give a positive, uplifting um, thing, and so that is my thing for the day. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce my wonderful guest, Candace Webb. And Candace Webb and I, well, we probably started talking here a couple months or so ago, but she is a life and career coach based in Atlanta, Georgia. She empowers employees with the mental and emotional tools necessary to be purposeful, productive, and passionate at work, in life, and with their dreams. During her 15-year corporate journey, she climbed from fast food worker to data entry to customer service and finally to sales. She earned up to uh, excuse me. She earned top awards, international trips, and brought home a lot of bacon. I do love bacon. <laughs> successful, successful by society standards, though she still struggled with feeling like she had to be more. And don't we all do that? The struggle is what. <clears throat> is what centered on a journey of working purposefully, living authentically, and dreaming actively so that her work, life, and dreams could align. That is what her life and career coaching is based on. Her clients have ranged from high-level marketing professionals to college graduates on the hunt to their perfect first job. Her success in helping hardworking employees reconnect with their authentic selves while aligning their jobs with their dreams can be seen from the testimonials on her website, LinkedIn, or Facebook pages. Welcome Candace Webb to my show. Go for it. How are you doing today?
2: That was great. I'm great, 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 great. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Well, you bet. I know we started talking here a couple months ago. We're kind of on, we're on a couple of the same, I know at least one same Facebook page together. So... Mm -hmm. and that's how candace and i met but candace tell the audience a little bit more that was a wonderful bio by the way but tell the audience a little bit more about you where you came from what um how you got to be where you're at today because i believe i saw on your website and let me just go down here because there's something that kind of struck me um uh, let me see here
2: change we're working
1: on changes so there, there might be some things moved around (laughs) <laughs> yeah well that's all right it's just it was just like you've had a lot a lot going on in your life and and it it's almost as I call it it's a journey it's a journey from where we start to where we're coming today. so why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about you and who you are and what you do a little bit more about that
2: okay well, um as you said earlier, I am a life and career coach I don't like titles, but I guess just for living in the world, we kind of have to put ourselves in boxes sometimes, so I guess that's the title I assumed. Um, My passion, though, is in helping uh, individuals who are feeling stuck in their career. Um, For me, it started there when I just was feeling the frustrations of feeling like stuck, like I I couldn't go anywhere, I couldn't move where I wanted to go, nothing was working for me, I just felt frustrated, like I was wasting my life away. Um, in my Mm -hmm. job and what I slowly realized after doing a lot of self-work and listening to podcasts similar to yours, um, it it started to connect to me that I was the source of everything that was happening in my life, whether it was personal or uh, professionally. Um, And so I just started to do a lot of deep diving into myself and trying to figure out where I was taking this, this train on this journey. Like where, where, where is it going? But where, where, what are our options? Where can we go?
1: Um well it is so, that the truth for all of us because once we realize it's our own journey and nobody else can dictate it for us is when we start to open up and realize what life has ahead of us.
2: Yes. And what you just said right there was um one of the biggest challenges for me was I had re- I realized that I had been living for everybody else. Um and I'm not I'm not I'm not old but I'm not young. Um so And you're so wise to be so young, even at nine years old, right? So I've always been that type of spirit. But um, I realized that I had been living for everybody else, um, either just trying to overachieve because I wanted to be able to provide or take care of my family in different ways or um, choosing certain relationships just because I wanted to make other people happy or build other people up. But it was never from a source of what really makes me happy. I was doing that. A lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I can, I can totally understand that. I have to, I found what I wanted to read on your website okay. that um, you had an anxiety attack before work one day. And my doctor told yes. me if I didn't slow down, my heart would explode. Yeah. <laughs> that and is was, just crazy. And you were in your twenties at 20s. that time. I was
2: in my twenties. I was 20. I don't want to lie, but I was, I was, I was in my early twenties uh, cause I hadn't graduated from college yet. So was, it was, I was younger than twenty, twenty. 20. Or 25. Yeah, and wow. pretty much healthy. Other than that, um, but I really I remember that day. Like I was in college. I was working a full-time job. Um, I was going to school full-time too. So and I was working in a job that literally all I did was key numbers all day. Like like numbers. And I worked at a bank. Mm-hmm. So I keyed mm-hmm. numbers all day into a computer. And I just was like, you when you know that you are not living in the your potential. Um, that's right it that's what caused the exa- anxiety attack because i just felt mm-hmm. like i wasn't doing what i was like i wasn't doing more than what i was i, I was capable of doing um it was, well and
1: it's was like actually, you wanted to run a lot faster than what you could and yeah. you knew you weren't supposed to be in that position and so that's what yes. yeah that's probably what gave you your anxiety attack
2: absolutely and the, yeah. the doctor was like your heart could explode in your chest and as you looked at her like i'm not I'm not supposed to die <laughs> this young. So um, I had to figure it out. And I think the one that experience actually is one of the things that I do to help my current, like when I get current clients now and are in that moment of this anxiety and frustration, I'm like, this is what, you're, you're going to have to do this. just to get, You need to get back down to the base level. Like mm-hmm. you're all the way turned up. <laughs> as mm-hmm. a, You need to come back down to base level because what's happening is really, to me, what an anxiety attack is, is that you're living too far into the future. Like you're creating these, imaginary stories of how your life could possibly go based on where you're at right now, not giving space for all the potential things that could happen. Like you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're creating false stories. That's basically what I look at in
1: anxiety attack mm-hmm. as. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I was told one time is your feelings are real. They're just not truthful. So mm-hmm. your thoughts are real, but they're just not truthful. So when you're, in, sorry, your thoughts. So when you're in this anxiety, you, and I know, um, because I know people who have anxiety problems, but you have to just kind of slow down your brain, slow down your mind, slow down your thinking, and slow down, you know, just come in within yourself and just figure out, okay, this is, and, you know, they've, they've told me that's easier said than done. But they exactly. just have to remember, and anybody with anxiety, and anybody who's having issues, mm-hmm. but your thoughts are real, um, Our thoughts are there, they're just not truthful, you know. Right. Yep. You cannot predict what's going to happen in the future. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. And that drives a lot of people crazy. And so, but like you said, you have to step back. You have to think about it. You have to kind of get right back down to the core again and then build yourself back up. So how did you get out of that anxiety and how did you, um, how did you get, so if you're in your early 20s, I mean, that's, that's devastating enough to be, you know, have that, have that, a doctor say that to you. How did you figure out what to do or how to do it?
2: I had, you know, I think the number one thing that I, that I remember doing was number one. I took the day off. I was, um, I am an overachiever. I don't like missing days. And I hardly ever miss school days (laughs) in school. Mm -hmm. I didn't like Mm -hmm. taking days off work. Um, I overworked myself. That's basically it. It is something that I was proud of and I had to release that. I had to let it go. Um, and that's hard to do two days off that when that happened, (laughs) um, so uh I took some I took some time off and then I had to like I told you um I wrote in my book, The Gratitude at Work, I had to find a space of gratitude and be grateful for the opportunity because you have to literally say, Okay, right now, in this moment, I have this job because A, B, C, and D and it's going to help me go to A, B, and C and D. And so you've got to build, you have to create a relationship with it that's better than the relationship that you have with it now.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. That's what and I it, That's good, because that's great advice, because you have to, you, it, what I tell people is you kind of have to find your alone time, and you really have to um, find peace within yourself. And mm-hmm. so what you did that is you took off a couple of days from work, and that's exactly what people need to do. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever is going to make you feel better and reconnect or retrain re, uh, your brain to think maybe you don't need to be an overachiever, maybe you don't need to um, everything has to be perfect right now. Yep. So <clears throat> excuse
2: me, Perfection, the, the, the perfectionism is part of the problem too, where you want to have a perfect uh, attendance record, so.
1: <laughs> you know? Well, so. that's right. And perfectionism, I, I think is control. And so mm-hmm. we're trying to have control over our lives. And mm-hmm. so that way, somewhere in the past, something went out of control. And so yep. with perfectionism, I feel uh, that, 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 that's where that comes from is because we're always trying to control what our future is going to hold. We're always trying to control nobody's going to get to me. Nobody's going to do this because I'm going to be perfect with everything I do. Hey, I'm guilty of it, too. Trust me. I'm guilty of it. And so I, I totally understand where you're coming from because you want to be the best. You were trying to, um, you know, fall into relationships that people thought you were going to do, fall into jobs people thought you should do. We always were trying to kind of live up to somebody else's standards. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Exactly
2: what it is. No, that's absolutely yeah. what it is.
1: And so, oh, go ahead. No, go go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us more uh, more about you and what motivated you. Of course, that was one of the things that motivated you to transform your life. But kind of um, take us more now through um, your other jobs that you had, because you were more in sales than after that. And then kind of how you came out to your coaching.
2: Okay, so that's probably this is an interesting journey. Um, so my first... First job after college, after the bank job, um, which I got about six months maybe after graduating, uh, maybe a little bit more than that. But I remember just um, creating a better relationship with my job, and I literally sometimes in my brain have to personify the things that I felt that I hated. So, for instance, that job, I hated going to it every day, but I had to kind of personify it and make it almost like a person and love it and appreciate it and show gratitude for it so that we could work together to eventually end our relationship. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I hope that makes sense. Um, So when that happened, it literally all happened through networking. Um, One of my uh, internships directors, her son, worked at a company that I just knew I wanted to work at, which ended up being careerbuilder.com, which is the the largest job board uh, website in uh, North America and pretty much probably second to the world um, to Monster. But I ended up working there. Um, Getting a job there. Um, And the other thing that is funny is, and I'll bring this into this because this is in alignment with being authentic to who you truly are, um, I I remember uh, going natural. So for black girls like me who have natural afros and all that good stuff, I used to chemically straighten my hair. And in college, I decided I didn't want to do it anymore um, because I never knew what my real hair looked like. From a child, I was straightening my hair.
0: Oh, so wow. I cut off uh-huh. all
2: my hair, <laughs> and I remember my grandma and my mom, and everybody was like, you're never going to be able to get a job um, with that Afro hair. Like, you need to straighten your hair, da-da-da-da-da. And so part of the transition from graduating from college and trying to find a new job came with this, like, I, I, my self-esteem was kind of low because I was like, "Do I? am I really not going to be able to get a job because I have my natural hair? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it was who I wanted to be, so I just stuck with it, and I did – Show up to my job interview with my natural hair. Of course, it was cute, but um, in my mind, I was thinking if they really don't hire me because I have natural hair, I don't even want to work here. Because um, mm-hmm. this is who I am. So, but I good did for you. Job at Career builder, yeah. So that that is another thing where it started. My coaching is stemming from everything that I had to do. I had to be real and be authentic with myself. Like I authentically want to be who I am, and so I started doing it myself. And so um, I got the job at Career Builder. Um, and, in about nine months, I started out in client support, so I was again taking one of those back seats where it 's like I want to be able to cater to helping everybody right it's it's mm-hmm. kind of who I am, but um in that role, in nine months, I realized I was doing more than helping people, so I was supporting sales people in managing their accounts and growing their accounts, improving. Um, the return on investments of the products and services that that they had gotten um, and showing why they should stay with us or add more services on. Well, I was noticing that I was doing a little bit more work than I was supposed to do in that role, so more of a salesperson's job, but I wasn't getting a salesperson's check. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So I had to have a conversation with myself again. And, And so in nine months, I talked to one of my managers, and I was like, I think I want to join the sales team. Um, And I was feeling it. So to me, whenever you get this feeling, like, it's like, why, why did, why did I get that? Because I don't think you get feelings of, of, of go make this choice. If it's not something that you probably aren't destined to do. I don't think that's right.
1: That's right. Yep, exactly.
2: So I did it. And the funny thing is I took a job, a sales job. Now my first real professional sales job I took um, in job advertising, digital job advertising during the beginning of the recession when companies were shutting down, um, companies were laying off, and I took the biggest career risk ever, and I decided I wanted to go sell job advertisements when the economy was crashing.
1: Wow, good for you. That, that is a big risk, <laughs> but good for you.
2: Right. So everybody was like, are you out of your mind? Nobody's even hiring, da 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 And I just was like, I, don't, I did not know. I just knew I couldn't keep doing what I was doing because it was no longer serving me. Mm-hmm. The customer, the client support role was no longer serving me. I had outgrown that job in nine months.
1: Good for you. Good so, for you! Hey, we only have like a minute until break already. It's going by. Oh, it always yeah. goes by so fast. <laughs> I know exactly, right? It always goes by so fast. I actually want to know more about this job at CareerBuilder when you um, when we come back from break. We still have about a minute or so until break, but um, okay. it's really interesting to see where everybody's life's journey takes us because then it, it it unfolds as we grow older. And I'm I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm 49, and so it's it's always. Um, interesting to see what how other people live their life and how it's fun to see how they unfold and how where they come to to fruition as I say so Candice website Candice's website is com. but Candice is with a K so it's K-A-N-D-I-S-W-E-B-B dot com com. you log on there you're going to see your beautiful face um, right there and then mine of course is JoeHosman.com everybody knows that but JoeHosman.com if you have any questions for the show give us a call at 9141 three four six nine one four one. We'd love to hear you, or if you have, or if you feel free, better by emailing just Joe at JoeHusband Candice, we're going to be right back after break, and we'll talk more about you and your wonderful journey in life.
2: Perfect.
3: your world motivate change succeed voice do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse you don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore listen for beyond abuse beyond therapy beyond anything with dr lisa cooney It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It.
1: Hello and welcome back to Go Forward here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman. I have my wonderful guest, Candace Webb, on the line with me today. And we're talking about um, <clears throat> exactly where our journeys take us in life and how it comes um, to where we are today. And I, and I have to apologize, I have a bad um, sinus infection. So if my voice sounds a little rattled, that's why. But anyway, we're talking about with Candace, she was working at Career Builder, which is one of the, like, the largest. Um, organizations you can work for, for um, searching out for jobs and also for employees and employers. So, Candace pick us up where we left off and that you were working there and you went into sales now. And mm-hmm. so you were doing really good in sales. Mm-hmm.
2: At this, yep. And then at the recession, at the turn of the recession, I was selling job advertisements. And the two, the two years after going into sales, I... Um, made my quotas. I won some really awesome trips for Presidents Club. Um, I think I went to Costa Rica and where else did I go? Um, some Oh Cabo, San Lucas, um, and I made a lot of money. I made more money than I I had ever made in my life. Um, and uh, another part of that journey was being uncomfortable with making money. Um, oh sure, I know yep, best. yep. Yeah, and I had to catch myself on it. Um, It was almost like a, I think um, people call it survivor's survivor's guilt. Um, When you come from a family who most of the people that I grew up with looking up to probably will never still make as much money as I was making in sales. And I felt like uh, an imposter. Like, who am I um, to be making this kind of money? It felt Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to battle that. Every month when I got a paycheck (laughs) um, and my bonus checks, it just felt uncomfortable. So what I was doing was I was noticing I was trying to throw the money away.
1: Oh, sure, Uh, sure. Because that's where the guilt comes into.
2: Yep, guilt was coming Mm -hmm, in. I felt mm -hmm. like if if these people never made this much money, who am I to do it? And so I felt like I had to go and do stuff for people and make them happy. And it it, it is an interesting um, experience when you're conscious of it. I wasn't conscious of it for for a while. And then when I finally started to become conscious of it, it caused me to have to make different kind of decisions in my life where it's like, okay, I'm no, I'm no longer the person you can call to get this money anymore for just stuff you need, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Good for you. Cause so, it takes a lot, it just takes a lot to say no. Yep. So that happened during that whole experience and
2: through all of this, and this is what I'm learning is it was all about learning who I was and becoming who I wanted to be all of it. It wasn't mm-hmm. even about doing the job. I mean, you gain the skills, you, um, get the accolades, you get, you become, you grow your career, you take your further steps, or whatever. But technically it's all about who, understanding who you have been and then figuring out who you are trying to become and what you have to do in between to get there.
0: That's mm-hmm. what all of this
2: has been about. Um, so during that time, I eventually hit, I started traveling. Um, uh, my job kind of changed and I had to travel a lot. Um, and so, we started traveling um and I just got tired, uh burnout. I was spending most of my time on the other side of the country flying every day and I missed my cat. <laughs> so uh-huh. I was coming like, out of the suitcase. Um and so I um ended up um changing jobs, still staying in sales but I changed jobs, moved to Denver, got it I got to spend time with my family, my grandparents and my father who lives in Colorado. Um so I did that and um I changed jobs there, went through some things uh, in that job that made me see who I was allowing people, um, how I was allowing people to abuse me um, mentally and verbally, um, professionally, too, in a professional setting. Um, So that was an awakening in itself. And I think when when you're unsure of your own value, of your abilities, you will take anything from anybody when you're not confident.
1: Um, well and I think that comes back to where you made all the money and you're yep. giving it away. You know, you didn't feel like you were worthy of that money, so you gave it away. And I've seen that in myself before, so I know exactly what you're talking about. But mm-hmm. we have to we have to come into our own selves again and that we are worthy of the money. And uh, you know, today's the international day of the female child and it's like, okay, so yep. what better what better day to talk about this is because yes. we have to know you know, one of the reasons why equal, inequality is the way it is is because we accept it. Exactly. And perfect. And females, you, we don't have to accept that Do anymore. It. You know. Yep. You're absolutely. And there's right. so many more males now staying home with the families, yeah. where the females are going out and making the money. And God bless. And God bless the males for doing that because they know the switch is coming. Mm-hmm. But now the switch needs to come for the income as well. And so absolutely. when you, yeah, so when you talk about you give away the money and now you're letting people abuse you the way, you know, how they did is that's just, an, again, um, not knowing who truly you are and what your purpose mm-hmm. on this life is. Exactly. That is absolutely it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I
2: know. Think, and I, lo- I love that today is inter- in- International Day of the Girl because I have a three-year-old daughter. Um, and oh, good. Yes. And we're, I'm always preaching girl power to her. Um, and, and I personally, like part of the, this is all from years of self-work and introspection and connecting the dots, right? Um, I remember when I was, uh, before I turned 10, I was molested, um, by my stepfather. And I remember feeling like, I had done something so terrible, even though I had done nothing. And at, as a child, I decided in my mind, I created this rule in my head <laughs> that mm-hmm. I was I was bad um, because I attracted men. And technically, this was my mom's man. So mm. I felt bad for years and years and years. And my mom just found out about this uh, last year, uh, last year, t- uh, 2015, yeah. So I just told my mom about it in 2015, about what happened, and I, rem- and I remember just sitting in my room one day thinking about all the stuff that was happening in my life, how I was overprotective of my daughter, um, and this was just last year, I was overprotective of my daughter because of what happened to me, I didn't want her at other people's houses, I don't, I don't like people offering to take care of her. And because of what happened to me as a child, and so that what was happening was I was not allowing for my own self-time and self-care for me, because I just wanted to be around her to protect her all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Again, it's um, control.
1: It's control. Yep. You know, yep. it really is. It all comes back down to control. And since yep. we couldn't control what happened to us on our, in the past, is we're trying to control the future, hence where anxiety comes from. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So
2: this and this is why I think when people don't understand what you're like when you're not conscious of what you're doing, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yep
2: you you're 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 gonna keep doing stuff that looks like abuse from everywhere else outside of you, but it's really happening from you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and so that is what part of this this whole journey from life and career has taught me is that it's all about what's going on inside of you and what are you doing to create the circumstances around you. So after, just to kind of connect the dots, after, um, after being in a in a professionally abusive relationship, um, I decided to leave, um, and so I quit, and um, I ended up just leaving corporate America overall and just deciding I just wanted to serve people the way I knew I could and help them the way I, I, I wanted to help them, and that was to just start my own thing. Um, and show up however I wanted to show up. And nobody told me how I could show up and nobody told me how I could talk and what services I could provide or anything like that. Isn't that the oh best feeling in the
1: world, too? It's like the best yes. feeling in the world.
2: <laughs> yes. And 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 I think it's needed, especially, and this is what I tell um imp- and people who are employed full-time right now and who feel like, I need to just go start my own company. I don't think um, starting your own company is not necessarily the the best thing for everybody. I will say that. Um, but I think people need a channel in which they can create who and put out stuff that comes from them. When you are employed, you're all day, every day, 40 hours a week, sometimes even more. You are just doing what someone else is telling you to do. You're creating what someone else's vision is. You don't get to put bring your vision to life. And I think that is um, why people should definitely delve into the idea of entrepreneurship um, or just doing their own thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you find a lot of people don't know how, you know, I think we talked about this on the last show, but entrepreneurship is scary for some people. And so they don't know what to do, how to do it or where to go. And so I have lots of people ask me because, as I've said before, I'll say it again, but um, I was a virtual assistant for since 2005. So now I teach people and coach people how to become virtual assistants. So people ask me all the time. Um, you know, how do I do it? And I said, well, let's talk, you know, but when I talk about entrepreneurship, they get Mm -hmm. scared to death you know yep. but if you just talk about okay what do you like to do what's one of your favorite passions that you like to do you know mm-hmm. is it do you like to sew do you like to cook do you, what is it that you'd like to do and then you just kind of peel back the onion a little bit more and more to kind of get mm-hmm. to their core and it sounds like that's exactly what you do with your clients but you get down yeah. to the core of what they like to do and who they mm-hmm. are authentically and it mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight it's Not going to take all. a while. Exactly. It's going to take a while to kind of really unravel that onion so you can kind of get down to the core. And, you know, I've known of quilters who, well, they like to quilt. Yeah. And they're like, well, so what? And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? I don't know how to pick up a thing like that and quilt, you know, so that's a gift. You know, when, when God gives you a gift like that, you should use that and empower other people with that gift. I agree. Mm-hmm. So how did you um how did you become so how did you decide that you wanted to get into coaching? You just decided that you were gonna venture into your own business. Did you know right away you wanted to do coaching or did you um think about some other avenues? No.
2: Not at all. That is not, I, I, I literally was like, I'm going to go start because I was feeling so underappreciated at my job. I wanted to go start an employee appreciation company.
0: Oh, um, well, that's and, so
2: and that that might still happen. There's, it, it's such a huge vision for it that is on a national scale first that I just, I know I'll need a team. So that could happen. But what I was finding is um, people, and this is before I even left corporate America, people were always coming to me for, help in their career or in their lives or with their resumes or like how to get a job. I realized that I had already been doing it. Um, So I just decided to go get a certification so I could have some structured coaching practice in it. Um, And then because of my experiences, I knew I could connect to people and understand where they were um, and relate to them. So I decided that that's what I wanted to do first. Um, and because I realized that employee appreciation is not the job of the employer. It's your job first. Like you, no one can appreciate you if you don't appreciate yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, that's true.
2: And so I want to be able to get to the core of the employee appreciation, air quotes. Um, I want to get to the core of it. And I want people to understand that you don't have to take crap from people just because you're, they're giving you a paycheck. And I want people to understand that You don't have to just go sit in any type of job. There's so many jobs out there. Go get the job that aligns with what you want to do in your life or that fits your schedule or that fits the budget that you want for for your lifestyle. Like, people tend to, especially when you've been in a job for a long time, you start to, and I hear this all the time from my clients, I've been at this company for so long, I don't think anybody else will see the skills that I have or I only know these systems or it's like
1: so many excuses that people make to -hmm. stay stuck somewhere Mm -hmm. they're not happy. Yeah, amen. That's right. That's exactly what they do. Because that keeps yeah. them in their own little protected world. Because yes. they're afraid to, they're afraid to take that sense. extra they're step outside that world.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's, it's what, what you said earlier, it's control, because you can control what you know. Mm-hmm. You cannot control what you don't know, right?
1: That's right. Um, mm-hmm.
2: And so you're afraid, but yet you're frustrated in what you know. So there is a, and like you said, it takes a while to even get to understand what your true passions are when you've been denying them for so long. So usually I do I offer free clarity calls with um, with people first, and, and I do that because most people who find me or who come to me, and I don't market myself a lot, really hard at all, um, when they find me, it's either through referrals or I don't even know other means, but I offer a clarity call because most of the time I will talk to them for 30 minutes, and I will give them a homework assignment that will take them either from 3 to 12 months before I will talk to them again. Really? And the homework assignment that's is really just get to know who you are and understand what you like, love, and want in your life. Mm-hmm. That is hard for a lot of people.
1: It is, and what they'll say is, "Yep, yep, yep, I'll do it, I'll do it," and then put it off to say, "Hey, and I'm the same way. Yep. I do the exact same yep. thing." When I was in coaching, you know, um, yep. you know, you go back to your coach like, "Did you do this? This?" I'm like, mm, "No, <laughs> nope."
2: Yep, exactly. So that's why I, like. I can't, I can't offer to work with you if, we, if you haven't done the base work because I can't do anything if we don't know anything about you.
1: That's right, um. and that's, that's what the scariest is for people. That, and yep. they, they know they want to do better, but yet, like you said, they're not willing to take that step. And, you know, what I say is taking that first step is very scary, but once people take that first step, they're too scared to take the second step because they know maybe bigger and better is out there, but they're too scared to do it, so they'll step back. Instead of taking the second step, they'll step back and go back into their little shell. Mm-hmm.
2: That's exactly, that's exactly it.
1: Mm-hmm. But yet the ones that bloom, bloom and bloom and bloom, and then they do really, really well. So you, you just have to, you know, you just have to take that first step, you know. And so, what? So when you get these clients after it's been three to twelve months, and that I'm sure for you that's got to be frustrating, but yet. You have to let them do the work. I mean, we can't go in and do the work for these people, so you have to let them do the work. So when they come back to you, how do you start the program with them, or can you give a little synopsis of how that all works?
2: Yeah, and for some people, it's all different, right? So I had one client who literally just needed some um, coaching So to get her from – she was going through a tumultuous relationship, um, ending a marriage, um, and wanted to join the military, so she was beating herself up, blaming herself for the fail of the marriage, doing all that stuff, and I'm, and and you know, like sometimes when you just you can't move forward because you were stuck in just the "woe is me" part of the process.
1: Uh huh. Um, yeah.
2: So that for that particular client, it was just um, weekly coaching to get her to, to where she's at. And literally this week, she started boot camp. Actually, so um, oh good, good, <laughs> um, good, good, good. Yeah, and I'm and she just posted pictures of her self on Facebook. So I'm like, this is crazy, and um, it's crazy in a good way because I remember, like, I can look back and say, I remember when you didn't think this was possible, and you're doing it today. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and that might make me get emotional and cry, but.
1: um, (laughs) Oh, that's good though. That's really good.
2: Yeah. So that was coaching. And then I have some people who they've just been stuck in jobs for so long and they don't even know how to market themselves. So it's a matter of, okay, let's figure out what do you want to do? How much do you want to get paid? Um, what kind of companies do you want to work for? Because I don't like helping people put together a resume that's not, um, targeting something that they really, really want. Um, mm-hmm. And so I help them create a resume that targets that sells their skills um, in a way that will attract the, the the hiring manager that would want them for the job. That is what I do for the um, resume and career coaching part of it. But I always make people create like a five-year vision plan and make sure that they connect the strategic moves that we're making to what's going to happen in the next two, three, four, five years. Because there has to that be something else. That is so
1: There's- important. That is yes. so important right there, because if you just do something for right now, you have no idea what the future will hold.
2: Exactly. And, it's, and it mm-hmm. has to be for a purpose, because even so even when I left corporate America, um, went to start my own thing, it's always for a purpose. Right. Like, OK, so anybody can say I want to start a business. OK, go start a business. And then what? Then what do you do?
0: Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. The business
2: is it's just the next thing on the journey. It's not the pinnacle of your life. It's what's next. So you're going to always be doing something else. Indifferent, that is supposed to grow you um,
1: into who you ultimately are to become. And That's that right. Day
2: oh. doesn't end until I think you
1: leave the earth. <laughs> That's, That's who right. Who and I always say, journal, journal, journal. We got to keep yes. journaling every day. You know.
2: Yes, and I tell my class all the time, and I think they hate it, um, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, are you writing your journal? And I think you know what I think. It's intimate. It is very intimate.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: I don't think there's a lot of intimacy going on um, in your relationship with yourself. Um, I don't think we have a lot of intimate relationships with people. Um, I think we do a lot of surface relationship stuff. And social media kind (laughs) of is the um, enabler of it where you really just have to like something. And that just means I like you like that. It's Mm -hmm. I think we lack intimacy even with it
1: within ourselves. Mm -hmm. You can have a bunch of friends on Facebook and yet have no friends. And so that you're very true on that because it's just it's, it's superficial. Mm-hmm. Facebook and social mm-hmm. media superficial. Now, with that being said, we're almost at break again. So, um <laughs> again, it just goes by super fast. So, Candace Webb, her website is www.candis with a k webwebb.com and mine is joehosman.com. And if you, anybody like I said has questions for the call, give us a call at 1888 346-9141. Don't be shy. Just call us up and we'll go ahead and get you on the line and get your question answered. Or else give me an email at joe, J-O, at joehosman.com. And Candace, after we come back from the break, we're going to talk about more about your coaching and then also maybe some um, three strategic steps or big lessons you've learned and what you can also give our listeners today because I just think you are so wise and when we take this journey in life that we take and all of us have to take our own ones separately we learn things along the way that maybe others don't know so we'll come back with that and candace we are at break perfect
3: follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment are you in your own driver's seat Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. The compassionate life is about just that. There are so many human beings who have made a name for themselves by being humanitarians. They have become individuals who are known for being selfless, kind and compassionate host dr Brittany king is also one of these humanitarians each week she shares stories of kindness that she has experienced throughout the world both as a contributor and recipient of these acts of love and kindness listen every tuesday at 6 p.m eastern time 3 p.m pacific on voice america empowerment follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment
0: Listening to Go for It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to Joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go for It.
1: Welcome back to Go for It here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. My name is Joe Hausman. Thank you so much for listening today. I Have my wonderful guest Candace Webb on the line with me today, and we've been talking about. Um, Candace's coaching that she offers but one thing she she talked about right before break and of course it caught my attention was her resume coaching and resume helping that she does with people and I haven't written a resume in years I'll just be honest with you I finally did one here uh, not too long ago because I actually want to teach at a college level I got my master's mm-hmm. degree but nice. honestly Candace, I haven't written a resume in. 15 years, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really hard for me as like, and I went on to one of those sites that you pay like $1.99 for. So when you say you do that as part of your coaching, that really um, sparked my interest. And so what brought you to help with resume writing? And what do you do for your clients to help them with resume writing?
2: Um, well, first, I um, I was doing it before. I've worked at Career Builder, like I said before, and so people used to always send me their resume, and I would try to get it in front of hiring managers. But if it didn't look presentable, or if I wasn't impressed by it, I would make changes or tell them what changes to make. And so, I was doing that already. Um, also, I'm a writer um, naturally. I've been writing since I was seven years old, so I've always written. Um, And so for me, part of the aligning your job with your life goals and dreams sometimes means having to go get a job, a new job um, that will better match your skills and pay you more money. Um, And in that process, you will probably need some tools to market yourself, which means a cover letter and a resume. So what I noticed is when, uh, when I would get clients who just were mentally stuck and emotionally stuck in their jobs, they also did not know how to go look for a job. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm probably going to have to help you out with this. <laughs> so that's how that mm-hmm. started, mm-hmm. resumes as a service. Um, and I think what, because I, the funny part about all this is because I worked at Builder and I helped uh, employers find quality candidates. And I understood, I understand the language of hiring managers because that's who I spent most of my time with um, when I was in sales. So understanding what happens when they get your resume from a recruiter or even before that. I helped integrate systems that identified quality candidates. So I knew the software, what the software was looking for. I know that. Um, I know what the recruiters are going to be, what standards the recruiters are going to be held to as far as as finding quality candidates to send to a hiring manager. And then I know what the hiring manager is going to look for when they're looking for a particular person for a particular job. And a lot of people don't know how to sell themselves because a lot of people aren't salespeople. Um, and I think we, we live in a space of humility so much that we just want to kind of beg for a job instead of tell somebody why they need to give us a job.
1: Hmm. Well, I don't um, know about you in your area, but my area, our unemployment rate is less than 2%. And mm-hmm. so people are begging for employees, but yet yep. you don't want to just go out and take any old job. You know, if, is, you're, if you know you're worth lots of money, I mean, go apply for that job that's going to pay you yep. that kind of money.
2: Yep. And a lot of people don't think that they are. Um, right. And that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of um, correlation between the, the the mindset that you're in about who you are and what you can provide, and the job that you'll get. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people they underapply. I had a, a client who had 20 years of human resources experience who was applying for entry level HR jobs.
1: Oh, geez. and I literally,
2: yeah, and I literally, as his coach, I cussed him out, like gracefully, cussed him out. Um, but I told him, you're not allowed to do that. And what happened was he kept doing it. But then eventually when I checked in on him, he was like, I keep these recruiters keep telling me I'm overqualified. I'm like, yeah, because you're overqualified. You are. (laughs) Nobody's going to hire you. It's not going to happen. Um, it's not for those roles anyway. So, Mm -hmm. And even with my own clients, they like there's a little bit. It, it, you don't just say you don't just wake up and say I'm going to change and then you change today. Like it, it's gradual and it's going to take more of those rejections for him to realize that I was right when I told him apply at this level or above, nothing below that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so that's where that came from. I just it is a I've I've seen it um, in in practice. People who have low self-esteem or uh they they discount themselves and they do it in their resumes and they just they they will never get a job that is above where they need to go
0: mm-hmm.
1: um because of it so and it's all connected wow well, and what a, what a great profession now for you after being at Career Builder and everything you've done over there, ladies and gentlemen. If you want help getting a job, hey, this is the gal for you. She's been there. She's worked <laughs> yes. with Career Builder for years, and so she can help you do this. This is fantastic. So yes, and I, I'm not I, nice about it. So it's hard uh, work, and I make you see yourself and confront
2: yourself, and I call BS on a lot of stuff.
1: So <laughs> good for you, well, and you know what? That's how they learn. That's exactly yep. how we all learn. Is when people call our BS. I know when I go to my business coach and he calls me on my BS. Oh my gosh, my face gets flushed and yes. I start sweating. And I'm and like, you oh hate my him gosh. And then you love him like 30 days later. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm like, I just want to go. I want to walk out of here. I don't want to ever talk to you again. But yet he's right. He's right. Yes. You know. And I, yep. and I know he's right. And that's what makes me the maddest because I know he's right. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with yep. this anymore. But I have exactly. to. So. Exactly. So, but that's also a good coach. Yes. Yeah. And I had a, a
2: coach like that. Coach. And she would call me out. I literally wanted to choke her one day over the phone. And it just, I, I, I think we had a conversation and I didn't talk to her for 60 days because um, mm-hmm. I was angry <laughs> at her, but she was right. And, and we need people to love us in a very tough way.
1: Um, yes. And yeah. that is,
2: that is, that's absolutely what I do. I love people in the toughest way
1: possible. Mm -hmm. You have to, and you have to. Mm -hmm. And that that makes, Mm -hmm. like I said, that makes a good coach. Because once you peel back that onion and you get down to that raw core that they need to get to, so they can build Mm -hmm. themselves back up again, that's what makes them bigger, better, and um, more determined to get where they want to be. Because once they get down past those barriers that are protecting them where they're at, they can Mm -hmm. work on that, and they know then even hiring you I'm sure is a big um challenge for some people. So mm-hmm. right there that's a big that's a big step in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Candace, you're fun. <laughs> this is just a fun conversation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you're curr- you're currently in Atlanta right now?
2: I am. I live in Atlanta um with my daughter and um and my husband temporarily. So we we just decided that we're going to split up. Um so when you when we talked this morning and you were like, "So how are you doing?" I was like, "Uh yeah, I think the universe is serving me some experiences of dealing with your emo- emotional t- turmoil, uh, <laughs> so I can practice what I <laughs> preach." So we we're, we're kind of going through that, but we're doing it as a family. So it's not like um uh it's it's, it's a good kind of breakup, but it's I, I'm I'm looking at it as a transition. Um
1: not a breakup more of a growth process so to speak so well it's a transition and growth into more of what you're supposed to be in your life absolutely absolutely you know somehow somewhere maybe he was holding you back to somewhere you need to be and so not that he's not a wonderful man because I'm sure he is but it's just a just the universe putting you in a different spot so you can grow and become more of the woman and the mom that you need to be
2: Absolutely. And teach my, my daughter to be, uh, have a lot of girl power.
1: <laughs> That's right. Girl power, independence, um, tenacity. Yes. yes. So you wrote a book. Yeah. Tell us about the book mm-hmm. that you wrote.
2: So Gratitude at Work was just my, it's my first work. I'm working on a second one too, but it was my first um, piece of work where I could speak my voice and help someone. Um, and it's basically seven steps to make your job work for you, um, is the title. And it goes through some of the experiences I had when I was in a professionally abusive relationship, um, Mm -hmm. and how I woke up out of my slumber (laughs) of abuse and Mm -hmm. got out of it. Um, even while in it, even while still in the job. So literally, I stayed in the job and I wanted to. I did it on purpose. I, instead of just leaving the situation, I wanted to consciously take control of the situation and of myself. So seven, the seven steps literally give you empowering tools to allow you to get through tough jobs and figure out how to move on to where you need to go next.
1: Nice. And um, how long have you been an author now? When was that published?
2: That book was published uh, last year in the fall, so it's almost a year, it's been a year. Oh, wow,
1: and where can people get it at?
2: Um, You can go to uh, my website, candaceweb.com forward slash books, or the uh, e-book is on Kindle on Amazon, and then the print edition is on um, Amazon, too, so you can go to Amazon and look it up.
1: Very cool. Well, it's fun to be an author, isn't it? It it gives you more of a, not that we're... (laughs) I, it gives you more of authority figure Gives you more of a yes. purpose now And people look yes. at you differently Now that you're a published author
2: And I feel Let me tell you something funny When I was we, I'm, I'm a military brat So I wrote a book um, It was 12 chapters I was 11 years old 12 years old And I was in love with an r singer Named Kevin Campbell So I wrote a oh, wow. romance novel <laughs> uh-huh. About how he saw me in school And picked me up in his limo And we fell in love And lived this amazing life and we moved from North Carolina to Germany, and my bo- my one box got lost on that shipment, and it was my box with my stuff from my room with my book. And I was mm. so angry, and I was like, I'm never writing again, and I never wrote anything again unless it had to do with school and passing tests or exams or whatever. Um, and I decided I never wanted to write again because my book got lost, and that was probably a sign I'm not supposed to write. Um, but there's a writer in me and that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so mm-hmm. no matter how you try to say, I'm never going to do this anymore because your feelings get hurt.
1: Mm-hmm. Just know that if you're supposed to do it, you're going to do it. It's going to happen. So. Well, yeah, my favorite saying is never that. say never. And I'll say never to different certain things too. And then my friends will look at me and I'm like, you always say never say never. I'm like, Oh, that's right. So yeah. <laughs> so I know what you mean. It's like, when you have that ingrained in you or you don't even know it, sometimes it's ingrained in you and other people maybe sometimes have to bring it out of us as well, mm-hmm. that um, a book is in you and a book is in all of us. And I've talked about yeah. that before. A book is in all of us and we can write books. And yep. a lot of it will come from that journaling that we do. A lot of it will come Absolutely. from life experiences that we have. A lot of it will come from just different scenarios that happen in our lives.
2: Absolutely, and you'll catch mm-hmm. yourself. I used to catch myself writing on post-it notes, like ideas would come. to me. I have so many books in me; they just all just need to get in format. But um, you'll catch yourself writing stuff that, and it's, and you'll start to see like a common thread, and you'll understand what you're putting together and why you're putting it together and who it can serve. And I've, five people have told me that it changed um, their life, and especially how they work now. And if that's the only five people that book reaches, I'm good. I'm happy about it. So exactly. Um, yeah, it definitely makes me feel uh, accomplished and like I'm I'm living out the purpose of my life when I do um, work on projects like that and when I work with my clients, absolutely.
0: Well, and
1: the thing is the life circumstances that happen to us, Sometimes mm-hmm. we think how unfair that is and how awful it is, but yet what it's doing is it's serving us a purpose to help other mm-hmm. people. So I when totally agree. When crap, I'm just gonna call it crap, crap happens to <laughs> us no matter what it is. Yep. we have to grieve it, we have to deal with it, we have to go through it. But what we have to do yes. after that is we have to go over and we have to help other people who do the, who are going through the exact same thing. Absolutely. So what God is teaching us is, you know what, this happened to you, yes, but now let's go help others. So I Absolutely. put Something on Facebook the other day, I said, You know, um, hope your day is righteous and kind. And if you can't find kindness, then go be it, or something nice. to that effect, you know. So, and that's what we have to do. If we can't, if people aren't coming to us to do it, and maybe we're feeling blah and lonely, whatever, go out and be kind to others, go out and help yeah. other people. It's going to bring a worthy a worth to you and your self esteem that will. That will match no other, you know, even if you smile at somebody today and just know that that's going to help make their day going to make them feel better. So, again, like I said, you know, it's the crap that happens to us isn't fun. But what we need to Mm -hmm. do is we need to take that and take our experiences once we kind of go through the grieving and go through the pain and take that and help others. And that's that's, what you as a coach. Yeah. And that's what you as a coach help people do, too, I'm sure.
2: Yes. And I think and and I want people to know, I just saw one of my friends posted on Instagram about how people act like their lives are so so perfect on social media. And it's so funny because I told her, I'm like, I'm drinking Folgers today, not Starbucks. Starbucks is part of the Q2 2017 plan. Um, Uh But I think it's so funny how when people like they they don't. And this is the other thing. And if if anybody gains anything from this, it's. And my business coach helped me realize this, too, because she made a million dollars and lost a million dollars and made more money again. And so she made me realize, though, that we sometimes hold people to this high level of success when success looks Success and failure are they They come one in one and one. They're together. It's like salt and pepper. It's like up and down. It's like left and right. Like, and so I don't want people to think like if you get fired from a job or if you're not making as much money as you thought you were supposed to make and you start considering yourself a failure and because of that you don't think you can do other things. Um, I find that a lot when I'm coaching folks, they get stuck in this. I felt this and I felt this and I felt this. I'm like, I've been fired from a job before. Like, and I don't think that I'm not a good quality candidate for anybody. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that uh, part of that, and even if it's an entrepreneurship, and that will show up when if anybody's thinking about starting a business, a lot of the stuff that you think about yourself on a personal basis, you'll bring over into your efforts to start a business or to write a book. So you need to get to a space of understanding that you can be a, a successful person and still fail sometimes. And it's okay.
1: Actually, it's better to fail. Yes. So you have those experiences yes, yes. for when you do do good, that it's better to fail. Lord knows I've uh, fa- I've failed so many times, but, yes. and even though you feel bad when you fail, it's the best thing you can do is pick yourself up, dust yourself off and say, you know what? Today's a new day and today's going to be a better day. And Candace, we only have like 30 seconds left until the end of our show. Yes. So okay. anything else, any last parting words you want to besides that? Cause that was great advice, but any last uh, parting words you want to leave with our audience today?
2: Get into a real intimate relationship with yourself. And and fall in love with you and stay in love with you. That is my one piece of advice to everybody all the time.
1: Amen, sister. I like that. That is exactly how I live, too. Exactly. You know, get in a relationship (laughs) with yourself before you get in a relationship with others. Yes. Perfect. Yep. And heal your past so you can move on to the future. Amen. Yes. So again, Candice's website is com. It's Candice with a K, and mine is JoeHosman.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening today. Today has been another fantastic day. My wonderful guest, Candice Webb, on the show with me today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week. I hope you all have a great and blessed week. God bless, and we'll see you next week.
2: Thank you.
0: go for it be sure to come back next tuesday at 6 a.m pacific time and 9 a.m eastern time for another edition with your host joe hausman on the voice america empowerment channel have a great day and an even better week